Welcome to Secrets in Prayer. This is Pastor Sandy Mays. I'm so happy to have you join me today. I am the senior pastor of Las Vegas Church of the Harvest, and we are located in Las Vegas, Nevada. We're a ministry that's focused in on teaching you how to develop your life spiritually and live your life naturally, more abundantly by the power of God. So one of our main focuses is on meditation and prayer. So that's what I'm here to talk to you about, about how to sharpen your prayer life and what should go on and what you can expect to happen during your prayer life, what is going on and how to increase and become even more powerful in your prayer life. You know, every believer in the body of Christ has a identity in prayer. We are sealed with the blood of Jesus, cleansed with his blood, and we have the authority and power of the name. And so we have an identity of authority. We have an identity to rule and reign here in the earth. We have an identity uh, in our areas of where we live, in our cities and neighborhoods and states and in our nation, and even all over the world as we pray to enforce God's kingdom from his right hand. And we'll talk more and more about that, but I want to start just with an overview of what prayer is all about and why we pray. And this very first uh, lesson I'm going to go over is to touch on the three basics that God showed me about increasing my prayer life. There was a time in my life when I prayed and prayed, um, but I prayed, you know, from a point of defeat. I prayed from a, a point of trying to get God to move and trying to get something to happen. And then after some time of doing that and learning more, I began to pray the word of God um, and praying the scriptures. And so that helped me because when you pray the scriptures, there is power in the word of God to help increase your understanding, increase your revelation. So that helped me tremendously. But then there's still more that God began to show me that I needed to make adjustments in my prayer life to even be more effective. And so that's what I want to start today with sharing the three basic areas that God had directed me that I needed to change to become more powerful in prayer. You know, when we pray, we want to see results. And let me tell you that God wants us to see results. Many times when a baby Christian first starts out praying, they're trying to convince God to turn it around. Well, let me tell you, God has already provided everything needed to turn it around because it's the will of God for it to be turned around. God wants to be glorified in whatever area we pray about. So God wants his will to be done in the earth and his will and his plan is good. So he's given us the authority of the name of Jesus, the power of the name, the power of the blood, and um, more knowledge as we grow in him to enforce that so that his perfect will can be done right here in this realm whenever we pray. Our prayer is given to 
us to bring the results of Almighty God, to bring the kingdom power here in the earth to change situations. So the first thing I want to talk to you about is that God talked to me about being consistent. And yes, we want to be consistent every day in our prayer, but that's not really what I want to first touch on is consistently and how regularly we pray, because that is important, and I hope that you're praying regularly. But I want to talk to you about there's some areas that we need to do consistently, because when we do these areas consistently, it brings more and more awareness, more and more light, more and more revelation to our lives. And that's one thing that prayer will do for us as we are consistent, is that it changes us to see more and more of who God is, to see more and more of God's judgments and what God has planned. And so there's a constant transformation of light that is being added to our lives. Darkness is being removed. Compromise, error is being removed. And so it's the consistency of this first area that I'm going to talk to you about that enables that process to continue on and on as we get filled with more and more light. You know, I think about Jesus, how on that mountain of transfiguration, how when he stood there and the disciples looked at him and his, just the glistening light that flowed from him. I mean, they couldn't even look at him because it was just so bright, that presence of God, the glory of God on the inside of him. The light shining through his flesh, through his clothes, was amazing. And so for us, that light of power, that light of God's presence, many times the reason that it does not shine the way that it should, it's dingy, is because of sin, because of lack of wisdom, lack of revelation, because, you know, we end up taking things for granted or settling for areas in our lives. And it hinders that flow and of life, that flow of power that God has given to flow through us. So I want to talk to you about repentance from sin daily that will clear our life, purge our conscience, purge our life, our body from sin because as we repent of sin and confess it, the blood of Jesus is continually cleansing us from all unrighteousness, cleansing us. Now, that cleansing from all unrighteousness is not only just the initial wiping away, but it is, as we do it continually and consistently every day, it will continue to purge and to clear our conscience and to greater levels of wisdom and understanding, because us seeing God and having revelation of God is progressive. Every day as we pray, as we read our Bible, as we speak the word over our lives, our conscious, our spirit is being filled with more and more light. Uh, and when that light comes, that revelation comes, then it brings repentance to us. And so as we acknowledge that error, the Holy Spirit is cleansing us from sin as we apply the blood of Jesus, removing that darkness, removing the preconceived ideas, removing the things from our past that caused us to 
to live the way that we did in that darkness and that level of disobedience or hardness of heart. Um, so that process will go on all of our lives continually. And you'll notice that as you are consistently judging yourself and, and coming before God and allowing that blood to be applied towards your life. I mean, there's a constant just a uplifting of your spirit, uplifting of your senses, uplifting of your emotions, uplifting, you're cutting things off from your flesh that should not be there or are not conducive to your spiritual life. You're constantly making those adjustments. And that's crucial in prayer because, you know, the enemy, the first thing he wants to do is when you sit down to pray is he wants to bring up these areas to try to distract you. Um, I want to talk to you also about my, my point number two is that area of consistent forgiveness, uh, going through that consistently. Even if there's someone, even if you're not aware of someone that you're holding something against, but just going through that process of examining your life, pleading the blood, you know, over your life, and then uh, forgiving others who've sinned against you. And I, I can't tell you the number of times that um, as I went through that exercise, the Holy Spirit would bring to my remembrance a person that did something offensive, a person that did something that maybe they didn't even really realize it, but it was still uh, an incident that happened or, you know, just little things. And I was able to acknowledge that, to put it under the blood, to outwardly forgive and let that go. And it's amazing how when you say, I allow the blood of Jesus to clear that sin, to clear that judgment, to clear that meditation from my life, from my conscience, to clear away that reproach, that judgment that I was holding against them. And you just see it in your conscience and your mind's eye just going away, being taken away with the power of the blood of Jesus. Before it even got a stronghold in your life, you're allowing the blood to clear it and you just forgive you just let the blood of Jesus settle it and then it's removed and then the enemy can't bring that back up in your life and try to bring more unforgiveness or try to use that as a foothold to get you into error hold up or hinder the effectiveness of your prayer because if we're going to pray we have to forgive if our prayer is going to be effective Mark eleven twenty five said that if we don't forgive when we pray, then God cannot forgive us. So it's important for us to forgive others. But I want to talk again about the level of light that will flow into our hearts as we forgive. You know, Jesus, one of the reasons why that glory of God shined through him so awesome was because even though he was tempted, just like we are, to sin. He was tempted to hold on forgiveness. He was tempted to think about other people's or other people's offensive, just like we were, but he, he did not. So that's the reason why that light and glory of God just shined through him so amazingly because he was sinless. His body, his flesh was not carrying sin. And so the glory of God was able to shine through him on that mountain of transfiguration. So but the more that we forgive, the more we will encounter that light and the more that light will live within us and increase more and more in our lives. 
and shine through us, increasing that love of God. You know, the, the love of God is the power of God. And uh, so we have to be able to become familiar and to operate in that love and forgiveness, just like Jesus. But as we do that, we're going to see more, more light. Love is light. Love is life. And so the more we yield to it, the more we'll grow, the more we'll be even more effective in our judgments as we pray, as we're praying and interceding for others. The Holy Spirit will, will it'll be so much easier for him to guide us as we pray. We'll be able to focus more on what the Holy Spirit is saying and not have him interrupt our prayer because we're thinking about an offense that somebody else perpetrated against us and we're going through that whole thing and even though you know I'll tell you you can pray in tongues because when you're praying in tongues your natural mind is not you're not praying from your head you're praying from your heart so you can actually pray in tongues and be thinking the wrong thoughts in your natural mind but as we go through that applying the blood allowing that blood to remove that unforgiveness from our lives then we are preparing ourselves to look into the light of God's goodness. Praise God. The next thing, so that I talked about the two. So number one is us repenting of our sin. Number two, forgiving others of their sin. And the next thing I want to talk to you about is putting on the whole armor of God because the armor of God is the light. It is an armor of light. And again, we're talking about living in that light allowing the light of God, especially in prayer, that we want to pray according to the light. We don't want to pray according to darkness. We are called in light to pray and destroy darkness, to destroy the strongholds and the cords of darkness. And so we need to be able to have our faith, have our faith in the right perspective. And this armor of God helps us to keep it that way. The Bible says that as we put on the armor in uh, Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, that as we put on the whole armor of God, that we will be able to stand against all the wiles of the enemy, all the trickery and all the deceits of the enemy. And why? Because we're going to be focused on the light. Light is greater than darkness. And so many times people are praying and they have not put that armor on and they're praying in the dark. They're praying without the knowledge of the truth. They're praying. And that's why I'm, you know, crying and, and asking God to do something, uh, praying out of desperation, but not praying out of the faith and the power. And when we have this armor on, we're praying out of power. We're praying out of faith. We're praying out of the light. It says, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and the rules of darkness of this world and the spiritual wickedness in the high places. So this light, this armor of light, helps us to wage the right warfare against our adversary and not against flesh and blood, but against the spirit that's in operation behind that person in prayer. It says we stand with our loins girded about with truth which is the word of God. We tighten that belt of truth. We put on the breastplate of righteousness. We see ourselves not based upon how we feel or how we look 
but based upon the word of God that says that we are brand new. We were born of God and we are now the righteousness of God created in Christ Jesus. And so as we pray, we're enforcing the will of God, the, the judgment and systems of God in situations. And the more that we do this, the more we pray more thoroughly, more officially, more actively, more powerfully. Uh, we shod our feet in the preparation of the gospel of peace. We're not carrying cares and, and we're not allowing stress to have place in our life, but, but, but we are living and walking in peace, knowing that we are victorious. Above all, it says, take the shield of faith to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. You know, that shield of faith covers us from our head to our toe. And so we're keeping our eyes on the word of God. That we're shielded from the darkness. We're not looking at the darkness. You know, we have to catch ourselves. You know, sometimes when, when things are going on, the enemy's trying to get a hold of our thought life, get a hold of, you know, distract us, get us looking at situations, looking at people, um, looking at problem and making a big thing out of the problem rather than looking at the, looking at the shield of faith that quenches that fiery dart. So we are looking at the word of God and not at the issue or the problem. The helmet of salvation, which is again, the mind of Christ where, you know, Jesus kept his mind on the power of the word of God, on the power of God all times. And so, and that was that mentality of deliverance, the thoughts of deliverance, the thoughts of the fullness of God's deliverance and power at all times. The sword of the spirit, it says, uh, which is the word of God, which is that like a two-edged sword in our mouth. So we've, we've got that word, that power of light coming out of our mouth that destroys the cords of darkness. And we, it says to pray with all prayer and supplication in the spirit as we watch with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So we're not just praying about our, for our own life all the time. We're just praying for our own family. But, you know, God has called us to pray for all the saints, to pray for uh, the issues at hand in this present time and not just be so self-consumed. There's a time in my life where all I did was pray about my marriage that was in trouble, pray about my family, pray about my mother. She was dealing with some mental um, illnesses, and I was that was just me just praying about those issues. But then as I grew, then I began to pray about world issues, and God was able to use me in that arena to pray about members, other members of the body of Christ, putting other people's needs and other people's uh, problems, touching that giving of our lives through prayer as we lift them up. So um, it's very, very important for us to put this armor on because, and to do it every day. Again, I'm talking about being consistent. It's not enough just to do it occasionally or once a week, but we need to pray every day with that armor on because that armor, we get used to our identity. It helps us to see who we are in prayer, who God has made us. It helps us to wage our warfare more effectively as we pray with our armor on. Praise God. I want to thank you so much for being with me today. And I, if you're in Las Vegas, I want to invite you to come out and join our um, church services Sundays, 1045 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We're located at 2000 South Jones in Las Vegas, Nevada. And also you can join us online at lvchonline.org. We have an e-church campus there that you can 
jump right in and you can watch our service there and we have our bulletin there and other information about the ministry, the contact information. You can also fill that out there. We would love to be able to contact you and any prayer requests that you may have, we'll pray because we pray. Also on Wednesday morning, you can also join us. The information is on the website where you can join us uh, for our morning prayer. We pray from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. interceding for our nation and for our own lives, praying out the will of God. So I look forward to seeing you again very soon. And again, thank you for being with me for this podcast, Secrets of Prayer, and I will see you next time. God bless you.